A Florida man jumped into the alligator enclosure at Bush Gardens. A Florida man stabbed his roommate with scissors over the bathroom. A Florida man developed a flesh-eating disease after being bit by a relative. And Florida is home to the best nude beach in the world. These are the weird stories for Friday on Weird AF News. They are all from the state of Florida, because on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in existence. On Fridays, we only do weird news from our favorite place, Florida, Watch out. A Florida man jumped into the alligator enclosure at Bush Gardens. Well, you know, if you break it down, the whole state of Florida is actually an alligator enclosure. And people don't need to jump into it. They're living in it. For some reason, maybe the rent's cheap. I don't know. Bush Gardens, in case you don't know, is a theme park in Florida. I don't recommend it unless you want to catch scurvy. Uh, so we have here a man... A Florida man, obviously, captured on video, jumping into the Bush Gardens alligator enclosure. And this man is facing some charges. The Tampa police arrested 20-year-old Jacob in Tampa on Monday evening. Police say Jacob and two other people made their way over to the gator habitat at the theme park. That's so surprising to me that Bush Gardens has a gator habitat as if it's some exotic creature you should put on display at your theme park. And if you'll look over there, we have mm, gators. <laughs> Not something you really see around here. Actually, the entire state is a gator habitat. Everybody living near a body of water in Florida has a gator habitat in their backyard. So, <laughs> hey, why don't you have a smoke in my backyard? You mean your gator habitat? I would love that. Uh, don't take a whiz near the shore because the gator might chomp on your member. Okay, back to the lecture at hand. Tampa Police Department, according to them, Florida man Jacob entered the alligator enclosure. I don't see a photo of the alligator enclosure. Only the photo of Jacob, who looks extremely young and uh, looks like he's living life without regrets, really. As many 20-year-old Floridians seem to be, I'd imagine. So Jacob entered the enclosure while one of his... Friends recorded it, of course, because, you know, when you're 20 years old, nothing you do actually occurs unless it's on video. In fact, you don't exist unless you've posted your existence all over social media. And, of course, you also want to post your, your greatest hits, which in this case for Jacob is jumping into the alligator enclosure and getting arrested. Uh, I don't understand why uh, young people feel they have to put all of their antics on social media, aren't they aware of, uh, I don't know, what are called uh, future careers? <laughs> when someone's going to hire you, you don't think they Google you? And then like, oh, this guy, yeah, this guy likes to jump into alligator enclosures. Yeah, he seems like perfect Trader Joe's material. Probably lives life barefoot. It says here the video of Jacob, the Florida man, jumping into the alligator enclosure was posted to several social media sites detectives say the video helped them identify and locate him of course because uh, young people aren't even aware of that <laughs> yeah you think if you put your crimes on tiktok the police aren't going to find you is i mean what kind of world do you think this is you think the police just give up oh it's only on tiktok and his his facebook and his instagram ah uh, i guess we're never going to get him he's he's only alive in the digital world now, in the video, as uh, Jacob climbs into the alligator enclosure, a woman in the crowd is heard shouting at him to get out. Uh, now, Jacob, the Florida man, replies to that, pointing at her and saying, Another wild Karen! Crikey! <laughs> Which is amazing. First of all, he said crikey because he's obviously doing an impression of the, uh, the alligator man. 
you know, or I'm sorry, the crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. So crikey is appropriate. Also calling her a Karen is hilarious. <laughs> yes, yes. Nothing like a Karen to just ruin it for you when you're jumping into animal exhibits. Those Karens oh, always spoiling a good time. I mean, can't we just all break laws at the theme park without a Karen telling us that we shouldn't? <laughs> if she was a real Karen, she would have went to the administration at Bush Gardens and demanded a refund for her daily entrance fee because she had to be uh, exposed to the antics of a Florida man. Now, for the purpose of this article, they interviewed someone who works for the Wildlife Rescue Foundation who is paid a lot of money, I guess, to tell us jumping into gator exhibits is dangerous, but let's hear what they have to say. Uh, he says, a stunt like this not only jeopardizes the person involved, but the animals and the people around. There was no sign of animal respect here whatsoever, because if he understood that if one of those animals would have grabbed him, they would have killed, they would have killed that animal. And I think that's a big part that most people don't understand, that when these kinds of animals hurt somebody, they become dead animals at the end of the day. This guy goes on to say he wants to see cases like this taken extremely, serious, extremely seriously and people to be held responsible. He says consequences could have been much worse. Well, to the scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the worst, this guy's an 11 on what he did wrong. There's no way you can say that you love and respect animals when you do something that stupid. Yeah, I mean, I got news for you. The whole entire state is uh, operating on an 11 on the dumb scale. Yay! Got an alligator in my backyard and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Got an alligator in my patio and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Had an alligator at my birthday party and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Had an alligator in the front seat of my Volkswagen and nobody cares because it's Florida. Alligators everywhere and nobody cares in Florida. There's alligators everywhere and nobody cares. A Florida man was arrested for stabbing his roommate with scissors over the bathroom. Let's find out how this went down in Palm Coast, Florida. Sounds like a lovely place, but I don't recommend getting a roommate in this area. Uh, a Florida man was arrested for allegedly stabbing his roommate at a group home over a shared bathroom. Wait, aren't group homes known for sharing bathrooms? I think that's part of the group home experience. You share bathrooms. This guy's living in a group home. He doesn't know the rules. The incident reportedly happened on Tuesday. Flagler County deputies say they responded to a stabbing at a group home. The victim told the police that a roommate had stabbed him several times with an unknown object that was later determined to be a pair of scissors. This guy must have been wielding the scissors very quickly like the flash because the victim couldn't even identify what it was. The stabbing motion must have been a blur. The alleged suspect named Wilbert Vreen was arguing with one of the roommates in the home over the use of a shared bathroom prior to the stabbing. It doesn't indicate what they were arguing over. Perhaps he doesn't flush or leaves the seat down. <laughs> These are very sensitive you know, issues when you're sharing bathrooms. Now, I've shared many a bathrooms because I've had over 20 roommates in my life. And sometimes there's some body hair in there. And I'm just like, ah, all right, what's with the body hair? Can we, can we corral the body hair, everybody? Can we all be on personal body hair duty? Body hair removal should be part of your you know, bathroom sharing experience. Not you, unless it's your own hair. But you should be responsible for your own hair.
And of course, if you're sharing a bathroom with ladies, uh, women, can I say women anymore? Uh, it seems to be a, a, a triggering word for some people. But if you share with women, and you're not going to like to hear this, ladies, but you guys piddle on the seat. You guys, you do. You piddle on the seat because you do the thing called hover because you're afraid to sit on the seat for some reason. You think there's germs on the seat. So you hover. And of course, that makes a mess because when you hover, you just don't, it's, you just pee everywhere at that point. So piddle on the seat seems to be a thing. You know, I don't recommend stabbing somebody over it, but my goodness. Now, if it's a porta potty at Coachella, obviously hover over the seat. Don't put your bum on that seat. That's not safe. You could uh, catch a disease in a porta potty at a festival. I agree. But in, on other normal bathrooms that you share within a home, I mean, come on, man. Anyways, I've gone off the rails with this, and <laughs> that's just my personal gripe. Um, I have to say that this Florida man's pretty lucky to survive that it was only scissors because given the weapons that Florida men usually have at their disposal, I mean, he's lucky that this guy didn't pour bleach into his Gatorade or whip out a pistol or a, sometimes they throw baby alligators at you. That's odd, but it, it does happen. A Florida man caught a flesh eating disease after getting bit by a relative. A Florida man almost lost his leg and could have died from a rare flesh-eating bacterial infection which developed after he was bitten in the thigh during a family brawl. Ooh, what led to the family brawl? I got so many questions. What sort of flesh-eating bacterial infections survive in Florida? I think all of them, actually. This isn't the first story I've come across about flesh-eating bacterial diseases that like to swim around in Florida. Just another reason to pack your bags and take a trip to Florida, guys. Hurricanes, gators, pythons iguanas falling from the trees and flesh-eating bacterial infections not to mention the radioactive streets oh and then there's the walmart which is a beast of its own the florida walmart probably the most dangerous uh, area code in all of the world all right let's hit up the details here we have florida man donnie adams poor guy 53 years old he works as a funeral assistant he has a rough life in florida uh, being a funeral assistant, I'd imagine, involves hanging around with disgusting dead Florida men all day. That's not the most ideal way to get a paycheck. But he's doing it. He's doing it. He's from the Tampa suburb of Riverview, which is weird. There's no river there. They just call it Riverview. It's more like a flesh-eating bacterial infection view. <laughs> he went to the emergency room to treat a bump that was the size of a dollar coin on his upper left thigh. Now, they treated him um, with a tetanus shot and some antibiotics, but then the injury got worse over the next few days, becoming red, swollen, and painful to the touch. His thigh almost looked like an orange peel because of the swelling that was underneath it. By day number three, the leg was swollen. It felt very warm. He had problems with mobility and everything. He was slowly turning into a Florida man zombie. This is how the apocalypse begins, guys. This is how the Florida man disease spreads. <laughs> the weird thing is he's already a Florida man, so he can't turn into a Florida man. However, if he bit someone from Maine, ugh, watch out. Now, according to Northside Hospital that treated Donnie, they say they'd never seen a case of the flesh-eating bacteria known as necrotizing fasciitis caused by a human bite ever in history. Well, don't underestimate a Florida man. <laughs> and, and, you know... I've seen these movies. There's only one thing to do. You have to burn this man and all of the relatives before it spreads. Now, they interviewed one of Donnie's relatives regarding this incident who said, the parties involved are all very, very sorrowful. The article ends by saying the family was very sorrowful and regretful that this occurred while Donnie was trying to break up the family altercation. I mean, this guy's just trying to be a good man. 
get his family to get along for the barbecue. Gets bit by a family member. Very odd. Doesn't say what they're arguing about, though. I'd imagine, well, being that it's Florida, it could have been over the bathroom. Or it it could have been, who's going to drive home? Because, you know, everybody in Florida has a DUI. So the designated driver thing becomes a little tricky. <laughs> Yay! This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Florida can now claim to have, quote, the best nude beach in the entire world, in the world, Miami. For those of you who may want to get rid of your bikini and swimming trunks when you hit the beach, well, you're in luck. The top nude beach in the world can be found in South Florida. Hallover Beach Park, it's H-A-U-L-O-V-E-R, Hallover Beach Park is ranked the best nude beach in the world, according to a new study from the UK-based lingerie and swimwear brand, Pour Moi. This lingerie brand compiled its rankings by researching well-known nude beaches across the globe by using annual Google search data per year for the term nude beach in every country and then cross-referencing the data with the country's population size. Then it analyzed Google review data to create an index score based on the average review score and the number of reviews. This sounds very complex, but I guess it's spat out Hallover Beach in Florida. Sounds strange because this is probably the only beach on the list where you can be uh, bit by a beachgoer and catch a flesh-eating disease from the water and get mauled by a shark. Apparently, it's got a lot of good reviews, despite everybody going there having to be subjected to the disgusting Florida man junk. <laughs> According to the website, Hallover Beach earned an index score of 97 out of 100. The study stated that its gorgeous soft sands, clear waters, and the Florida sunshine made it very easy to see why it earned the top spot. This popular Miami beach is a hit with locals and tourists alike, apparently, with plenty to keep visitors entertained as they enjoy the daily or a lively evening at the beach. There's a quote from the study. While the beach welcomes those from all walks of life, it does have nude areas for those looking for a designated stretch of sand where they can ditch their swimwear. With the warm Florida weather usually a sure thing for sunshine, there's usually a number of beachgoers enjoying some nude sunbathing at any given time. Their study also noted that Hallover Beach tended to be a livelier beach than the other nude beaches, making it a very nice spot for those who are looking for a more party vibe which uh, also means watch out for the roofies. <laughs> yeah. says here, it's no wonder why Holliver Beach made the number one spot on this particular list. According to the beach's official website, Holliver Beach has been mentioned in a number of top 10 lists of the best nude beaches in the entire world by other publications, including TripAdvisor and the Travel Channel. Meanwhile, the second and third overall nude beaches in the world didn't even come close to Holliver Beach. Praia de... Tambaba in Jao Passao, Passao, Brazil. <laughs> well, anyways, they scored 76 out of 100, while the Red Beach in Santorini, Greece, only scored 70 out of 100. I'll tell you right now, I'd rather go to those two other beaches before the Florida one, for sure. Uh, just because there's going to be a lack of guns, you know, that's, I mean, that's very important. Although at a nude beach, at least you can see if they got one on them, you know.
Florida man, come together with your fam. Bite me, cause I could use a flesh-eating disease. Save me. <laughs> I was trying to think what song has man in it. All I could think of was Spoon Man from uh, Soundgarden. Soundgarden, right? We're talking about some 90s grunge, baby. Give it up in 90s grunge. And uh, Chris Cornell, rest in peace. One of my favorite artists, for sure. I loved his stuff. Even his solo stuff was great. Audio Slave was great. You guys like that guy? Yeah, he was amazing. Anyways, I want to thank everybody for sending me Florida stories. I appreciate that. Hope you're having a nice weekend. And uh, I'm going to publish a couple phone calls after this. You can always call the show yourself, 646-450-2012. Love to hear from listeners. And uh, if you would like to support the show because you believe in what's going on here and you want to see it continue, then please consider uh, supporting the show by buying Jonesy a cup of coffee or joining the Patreon. You can do those things on the website, weirdafnews.com, or you can uh, download the Patreon app, and do a search for Weird AF News and join the club. Uh, as always, I have an email, funnyjones at gmail.com. Feel free to send me articles there. Or slide into my DMs at funnyjones on Instagram, a place that you can also see where I'm uh, performing stand-up comedy. So please follow me at funnyjones. And uh, reach out, say hi. I like to hear from people. Um, I'm very open to that. And, and I, I, I like meeting people as well. So if you ever come out to a show, please let me know. We can, uh, we can grab a, we can do a shot at the bar or we can, uh, we can smoke some of the, we can smoke some, uh, uh what did someone call it the other day? I called it de the devil's lettuce. And then, oh, oh, uh, a bouncer at a place I did a show at recently called cannabis, uh, jazz cabbage. And I thought that was amazing. Jazz cabbage. It's like very poetic. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Yeah, man, we can smoke some jazz cabbage next to the dumpster. That sounds like a very romantic time. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, all right. I hope you're doing well, guys. Love you. See you on Monday. Hey, Jonesy. What's up? It's Shantae. Um, so anyway, I want to make sure I say this before I say my comment or whatever because, you know, I don't want to get canceled. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, have a podcast in the closet or anything. But, you know, just in case, I might end up having a podcast in the, in the closet one day, and I'm not trying to get canceled before I, before I even start. So anyway... Regarding the story about the, you know, the transgender not being able to go to an all-woman spa, whatever, da-da-da, you know what, like, honestly, like, um, I don't care if anybody's transgender. If you think you're a woman, you're a woman, whatever. I respect that. That's cool. But the issue is you always got, you always got people, perverts, that pretend like they're transgender so they can take advantage of that by assaulting women, you know? You got people that are pretending like they're transgender. Those are the ones that I, I, I can't, you know, that, that bother me. So, you know, like, like, for instance, I heard about a story, some, uh, some guy was claiming he was transgender or whatever, so he ended up, um, being sent to a woman, all woman's prison or whatever. The guy ended up raping two women. He still had his, had his, um, his tree trunk, you know? So anyway, um, regarding, you know, the, the all woman spa, I'm about them not accepting that person for not coming in because they didn't have the, the, all your utensils removed, you know, because at the end of the day, I go to a lot of Korean spas. And we are butt naked, you know, and I'm not trying to go in there, me walking around, seeing men's tree trunks, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to see all that. And then to make it worse, a lot, at a lot of Korean spas, they do massages and stuff. They do that when you're naked. So it's like, I feel sorry for the masseuse because they're not trying to massage your tree trunk, you know what I'm saying? You know, so 
I totally agree that they said, hey, you don't have the procedure, so no, you know, you, you can't come in here. It's simple. If you have the procedure, that's fine. Go ahead. Come on in. But damn, you ain't got the procedure? No, you know? And it's not because, like I said, it's not because just because they're transgender. It's because you got people pretending they're transgender. So therefore, you got perverts coming up in there, you know? And I, I ain't got time for the perverts, you know what I'm saying? So I totally agree with them saying biological woman. Or whatever, or at least they should have said if, or if you got snipped, you know what I'm saying, you're allowed to come in. You know, it is it, simple. You know, I ain't got no problem being nobody transgender, but damn, get snipped before you come into the woman's area. That's all I gotta say, because I'm not trying to see your tree trunk. That's all I gotta say. And um, yes, yeah, yeah, Jonesy, when you were stating stating how you felt, you know, you had me saying saying Amen, you know, because uh, I'm glad you totally get get it, you know, and you you for you being a man and you get it, I love it. So um, anyway. Keep doing what you're doing, man, and, and uh, good luck with your life, man. And it's the sound of science. Jonesy, Kelly from New York. Um, so I had this weird thing where I fell asleep listening to the latest episode and woke up maybe seven months later in the time period. And it occurred to me that you always mention the day of the week, but never the time frame um, or the actual specific date. Maybe you should start doing that from now on because, man, wouldn't it be hysterical for future generations to remember or realize that two weeks in a row there were ghost-related break-ins in Florida places that people ended up thinking or believing there were ghosts and it was super weird. And just in general, to track the climate, like, you could literally make history by recording specific dates. (laughs) Have a good day and stay weird. Hey, Jonesy. Hey, weirdos. This is Michael calling from Iowa City, longtime listener and supporter of Jonesy and the show. Been with him from the beginning back in, uh, oh, geez, more than six years ago. And I'm, uh, as I say, a supporter of the show, and I support Jonesy financially, emotionally, in every way possible. I feel very much like a father figure to him. And you know, he has fallen away from his faith. He talks about that all the time. He's experienced much as a Catholic, and I am very deep in my faith. And so uh, Jonesy doesn't hesitate to ask people to challenge him on his thoughts and opinions and things, and he'll listen to another side and maybe be convinced differently. I'm not going to convince him to uh, think differently about uh, religion and such, and I'm not going to attempt to do that. But I... In reference to the story about the chat GPT preaching and having a sermon, uh, Jonesy said, well, there are worse gods out there than uh, an artificial intelligence god. And he makes reference to the God of the Bible telling uh, someone to sacrifice their son. He's referencing Abraham being told by God to sacrifice Isaac. And Jonesy says, well, there's worse gods out there. Well, I agree there are worse gods out there than artificial intelligence, but I have to take exception when you're talking about my God of my Bible. So on this case, Isaac had, or pardon me, Abraham had doubted his faith many times, and God was challenging him on that, his faithfulness. And so he was doing so by asking him to sacrifice his gun, his son, Isaac, uh, Abraham was 100 years old, and his wife Sarah was 90, and they didn't think they could have a child. God gave them that child, and then God turns right around when Isaac is eight days old and tells him to sacrifice him, telling him he could restore him from the dead. 
And so Isaac was uh, the child and Abraham was faithful and he was ready to sacrifice that child. But God sent an angel at the last moment to stop that sacrifice. So he tested his faith. And that's the purpose of that story is to test faithfulness. And when you believe in something, you need to have faith in it. So that's the purpose there. And so that's why I take exception that there is a worse God. But anyway, that's my opinion. And Jonesy won't be convinced and I'm not trying to. But yes, there are worse gods, but not my God. I have faith and I believe. So uh, that's the purpose of that. Anyway, um, as far as banning animals and different breeds, that's a different story. And uh, the Egyptian banning of certain breeds and stuff was way too strict, not encompassing enough of calmer breeds. I deal with that as being on a board of directors here for my kingdom. Hi, Jonesy. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. And that's calling about the story you did the other day about the family that found a million pennies when they were cleaning up their their father's house. I think I would take those pennies to the bank anyway, not all at one time, but in increments. Because I was in the bank for last month for the first time in like 150 years, and they have machines on their desk that counts the money for them, the bills, the change, and then they, if you're depositing checks, they have a scanner that scans the checks so they're not doing any counting manually anymore so i don't see how it would be an imposition for a bank to take any change so you could and it would just deposit it into an account and then when they get the estate settled just divvy up the money after all the pennies are in there along with all the insurance money and stuff because that's what my parents did when their parents died because there was, you know, change in money found in different places in the house. So we did the same thing, basically. But anyway, and two, about the dinosaur pee in the water, there's probably Yeti pee in there, too. And I think that would explain all the excessively hairy people, especially the ones that I saw at the beach. Oh, my God. So many guys needed back waxes. It was just, I mean, if there was anybody there that does that stuff, oh, my gosh, they would be raking. So anyway, that's just another random fault. But in, in, yeah, that would explain a lot of hairy people. So anyway, <laughs> um, everybody have a great rest of the week. Keep smiling, be positive, be kind, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye.